0: So Kevin, what's again them?
1: All right, I had to write this down because this is an engineer attempting English. Is it a metaphor for the arrogance of youth so they enter war, they armor themselves in fantastical contracts constructs of self-perceived awesomeness so certain in their invincibility?
0: It's actually very nearly the opposite. Okay. Welcome to What's a Gundam, the internet's best podcast within a podcast that talks about Gundam Wing. My name is Jeremy.
1: And my name is Kevin.
0: Uh, until the McElroy brothers develop a podcast in their podcast specifically to talk about Gundam Wing, I think we got it on lock. That's fair. Um, Today we are watching episode nine, Portrait of a Ruined Country, which sounds like a novel I would have been reading in my college English courses. Yeah. More than an episode of Gundam Wing, but here we are. It's been two whole weeks. Do you remember anything about Gundam, Wing, Kevin? Because I'm not sure I did.
1: <laughs> no, a lot has gone on in the two weeks too. So last week was the uh, Wu Fei versus what's his bucket Napoleon Bonaparte. But tall? Yes. <laughs> I mean and a Batman villain. <laughs> yeah. Not that Napoleon Bonaparte was actually particularly short. No, that's true. But Trey's
0: is tall. I yes. said his name. Damn it! I was going to make you flounder.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to flounder too much. I would just stare at you until we move on. So yeah, they had a fight, Wufei lost, and Trey's allowed him to live so that he could fight him again later. You know, typical stupid villain move. And the others are doing a thing. I know that's super helpful. <laughs> is that all you got? Yep. That, basically, the Wufei fight is the only thing I really remember. Uh,
0: that's the highlight. Also, Tro is like, ah, oh, I don't have enough fuel to not die. I better go get in my Gundam. Yeah, I remember that specifically. I remember what Hero was doing, but I'm not going to tell you. Shall we just go ahead and watch
1: episode? Oh, I one? remember now. He, uh, he disarmed a missile. Yes. That's he right. Did. He disarmed one missile, which disarmed all the missiles.
0: Well, it was the one missile to rule them all.
1: Yes. Do you remember what Zex was up to? Uh, Zex killed the major of the United Alliance. He's some higher up at some fancy fort. Because he was the one who spearheaded the purging of Zex's royal family.
0: Yep. All right. I think that's everyone. Rolina wasn't really in the last episode. Actually, I don't think she was in it at all.
1: Except the opening and closing
0: credits. I think that's the first episode without Rolina. Possibly. All right. We are going to be watching episode nine, like we said, Portrait of a Ruined Country. You can watch along with us, if you like, on Crunchyroll or Hulu. And we will be back after the beeps. All right, we just finished
1: with episode nine. What did you think, Kevin? I like the more explanation into the Tall backstory. It makes it make a lot more sense about why it exists and why it was abandoned. And it makes me like Zex and the Tall geese more as a concept. Like, I really like the ideas presented there. The hero stuff is okay. I mean, at least Duo's there to kind of like <laughs> make it better. Uh, and I guess Relina's there. She, like, shows up and is like, let me stay by your side, and then walks away.
0: (laughs) Yes. I do like the idea that they just put her in that room. Like, okay, you can be with us. Stay here while we we do live our lives. (laughs) We're coming back, we promise. It's a very Zex-focused episode. Yes. Which I don't mind, because as we've said before, he's the secret main character of Gundam Way. We do check in with everybody this week, though. We had no time for Rolina last week.
1: Yep. I mean, we technically check in with Troa and Wufei, yeah. but.
0: Same with Trace. He is not there long. No. But at least it isn't going to let you forget any of them are here. So, yeah, like we said last week, Hero disarmed a missile, disarming all the missiles, mm-hmm. and Wufei fought a yacht and lost. Yes. And Hero was like, ah, oh, I screwed that up. I really bonered this one. Yep. Cut the Zex annoying a control tower where they're like, ah, oh, thanks to you, Zex, we saved this beautiful town I didn't have to blow it up. And Zex is like, well, they're probably regrouping. We'll have to use this as our base for our future campaigns.
1: Yep. And see, this is the level of exposition that I don't mind. uh, As a little bit of a spoiler as to what will happen later on in the episode. But basically, this is Zex and Noin talking about what Oz are trying to do. And Zex is like, this is like his mission in Oz. Not necessarily Trazes. But his thing is. I want to free the countries from underneath the thumb of the alliance. Because that were forced
0: to join when the alliance military expanded.
1: Yeah. Well, and not just forced to join. Like, everyone banded together. It was kind of like, you know, we made the UN and then eventually aliens invaded and we had the, like, the UN had to adopt a military and now the UN controls everybody because they own the military and that isn't right. That's the feeling I kind of get with how Zex feels of like, the Alliance has too much power. We need to put them down. I want the countries to rule on their own again.
0: Whereas Noin has a more pessimistic or realistic outlook, depending on your point of view, where she's like, so yeah, so Oz doesn't have any interest in controlling right now. But once we're done, they'll be the one with the giant military and all the mobile suits.
1: Yeah, it's like you're just replacing the Alliance with Oz. Zex is like, no, like he's the idealist of, no, we're clearly here to free the countries and then we'll just back down. Like, that's how that's going to go, right? Trace isn't <laughs> a bad guy.
0: So a mobile suit carrier from the Victoria base has arrived. It's got a cool tall geese on it. Yep. So Zex goes out to meet it. And he's like, Otto, my friend. Remember Otto from a couple episodes? Yep. I'm so I seriously
1: to- thought Otto had been shot and was going to like fall <laughs> out of the plane and someone else would... You know, was going to be like, I'm here to kill you, Zex. Because he ends up leaning up against the edge of the fuselage, like right in the doorway.
0: And he definitely stumbles out like he's either drunk or has been shot. And from what we know about Otto, he does not seem like the sort of guy who would get drunk Drunk. right before he went to say hi to Zex.
1: Yeah, but it's actually, he's got a broken rib and internal injuries. He's super hurt, but he just had to come see you.
0: Yeah, Oh, Otto's like, hey, keep that to yourself. Hey, that tall geese you've been uh, waiting for is... Kind of a motherfucker.
1: Yep. And one of the things that bothered me just a little bit was the question of how did he get a broken rib from piloting the tall geese?
0: I've always assumed that what is actually dangerous about the tall geese is the g forces it exerts on the pilot. I yes. don't know if that's actually said or if that's just what my I'm, interpretation is. That's
1: what it looks like going on in the, but uh, g force uh, problems would not cause broken ribs. Like, that would, uh, you'd be more worried about, um, passing out from, uh, blood loss because, like, the G-Force is, like, draining blood or your heart not being able to pump blood everywhere. I could see, like, a particularly vicious, like, to me, I would think he would have, like, broken an arm or something. Like, I took a vicious turn and literally my arm was shoved into the console so hard it snapped.
0: I think it was probably he hit the seatbelt too hard. That's I, my interpretation is. Because we've seen on the Gundams, they have those super loose seatbelts. Like, when Hero fell, he literally fell into the I, That could thing, be even it, even though he strapped in. And that could be to help to slow you down more slowly. I, like that very staged seatbelts. If the tall geese, which is older, had just, like, car seatbelts. You know, not literally.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but if it had, like, a tri-point harness or something like that. And, uh, okay. All right.
0: I'm all backsplaining it, but that's my interpretation.
1: That does at least... That gives me an answer to uh how did he break his ribs piloting the Tulgeese. I understand the internal injuries. That makes total sense. Like, oh yeah, like my organs are fucked because I was submitted to massive G forces through this thing.
0: So the tall geese is completely built. Noin is like, doesn't look like something that was mothballed twenty years ago. And Otto's like, Well, yeah, it's got all these verniers. It's three times as fast as an Ares we think. I wasn't actually able to reach top speed when I was testing it.
1: Actually, basically what I got was um well, I guess you're you're right in that. But he's like, it's at least as three times as fast as an Ares, but we were unable to determine its maximum speed.
0: Because a masked guy in Gundam got to go three times as fast. It's yes. Cool. And I was like, the Toggies can't just be controlled by anyone. But I, Lieutenant Zex is the exception. And Zex is like, hey, um, I'm pretty good. I don't know if I'm that good. And I was like, no, nah, you're great.
1: But and I mean, he's like, even though he was going like, I think you're overestimating my abilities. It was kind of the joking thing of like, of course, I can master this Gundam or this uh, mobile suit.
0: And Zex is like, well, in that case, I'm going to take it right away. Uh, get him to a medical bay, like now. And then Zex is like, Noin, uh, get ready. We're going to the Saint Kingdom. Get your guys. We're freeing them from the Alliance. Any objections?
1: So this is a little translation thing because I didn't, uh, I know just a little bit of Japanese. Japanese from watching enough yes. anime to catch like certain especially one word phrases. So she says yokai, which is uh yes, sir, ba- basically or... yes sir. It's an affirmative. Yeah. Uh so depending on the situation, it can uh, mean different things. So he says, Do you have any objections to the missions? to which he responds, Yes sir. So I'm wondering, is would the actual of translation been more along the lines of not do you have any objections, but like you have no objections, correct? And she's like, Yes.
0: Yokai is used so often, I could see that being like the answer you would give to that anyway if you didn't.
1: Potentially. Possibly.
0: Like as a, as it quite not quite being yes, sir? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed earlier that I had forgotten is Zex Marquis has always been the lightning count in my head. But in the Japanese, they definitely just call him the lightning baron in English. <laughs> but barons aren't as cool as counts. So for our cool dub, we have to change them to a count. count.
1: Yep. The translation thing I know from Listening to certain people talking about it, that some of these early shows, the translators, it's not that they didn't do a good job. It's almost like that they weren't as invested versus nowadays the people doing the translations are people who are like invested in the show. So they understand the nuances of, yes, this is the little literal translation of how this goes, but it kind of changes the meaning. Like the closest thing in English would be to say this.
0: Yeah, and we've talked a million times about how the Gundam Wing subtitles are just the dub script. Yep. So when you're completely changing the dialogue, a little change like that probably sounds just fine mm-hmm. and creates no problems. Cause people aren't going to be hearing the original Japanese when they watch it on Toonami in the year 2000. Yep. So Zach's like, I'm getting on the geese, and then he's like, Hey, shouldn't you test that out first? And he's like, I'll take it easy. I just want to stake my chances on the mobile suit. I did like kind of spend the entire last. Part of my career, getting it together. Yep. Noin reminds us that that's Zex's homeland, in case you didn't see the previous episodes. Cut to duo dunking.
1: No, he's just catching the ball.
0: Yes, but the shot definitely looks like it should be from a basket perspective.
1: Yeah, that is definitely a dunk shot, but he's just jumped like eight feet into the air to catch the ball.
0: He does a bounce past the Hero through some white shirt dudes. Hero looks completely uninterested in basketball, but manages to do a cool trick shot anyway
1: yep he bounces it off the ground off the backboard into his hand for the dunk
0: and dude's like nice shot a bunch of girls cheer and dude's like yeah come on wave man yep i'm trying to be your wingman
1: and here's just like no fuck you
0: and Dude's like that's my hero wah, wah.
1: yep i actually do like so is gonna bring this up in just a little bit but he talks to hero and he's like dude you stand out more because you're not trying to stand out. Like, you're so secretive and weird that literally everyone is interested in what you're doing as opposed to just playing along.
0: But he does compliment him for the good idea of just transferring schools wherever their missions take them. Yeah. Their school age.
1: Yeah, so it's like kids our age need to be in school so we don't seem weird for a kid to be in school. And I'm betting with all of the, the military resurgence, uh transfers aren't that awkward yeah like with how big the military is getting it's probably not too unheard of for people to transfer at very odd times and you can just easily explain of like my dad transferred bases so now we're here especially with the fact that they're almost always attacking a military base <laughs> yeah So, like my dad transferred to the base here so now i'm here
0: your fake dad transfers to a lot of different military <laughs>
1: bases
0: <laughs> you probably smart enough to come up with a new fake dad every time <laughs> yes I do like that. Duo is like, yeah, you're here to destroy that fortress over there on the ocean. Cut to like this, just giant island, this Air Force Island in yes. the bay. It does look cool, but it does not look like anything in real life.
1: No, because it looks like they built it like, it's
0: like it, an it, offshore oil platform that evolved into a military base.
1: Yeah, it does not look like a military base on an island. It looks like literally everything is made out of steel, and they were just like, we're well, stick it in the bay. Why not next to the bay so that you do not have to? Real estate ain't cheap, Kevin.
0: I guess. There's a pink limousine and a Rolina here. And Duo's like, hey, that's, and you're he like, hey, it's Rolina. She wasn't supposed to follow me
1: here. But she found him anyway, with their superpower of money. It's a good power. Yes. And was like, oh, I had to see you, Hero.
0: And Hero's like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then Duo has the great line of, she's not typical wanting to see the guy trying to kill her. Yes, Duo, we've been thinking that for quite a while.
0: My duo is the best, and hero's like, oh man, how am I going to escape this? I know. Cut to another scene.
1: <laughs> and while I do agree, duo is pretty great. He like, oh, by the, default, yeah. He's at least for the Gundam pilots, because uh, everyone else is terrible. So like, duo on his own is still pretty good, but Patches he's okay. Yeah, but he's definitely the best, just because everyone else is just wow. Okay,
0: <laughs> yeah. Cut to a bunch of mobile suit carriers beginning to attack a Saint Kingdom base. They got a bunch of Ares.
1: Somehow the base is confused as to what Oz is doing here. And it's like, like, I get you not telling all the grunts exactly what's happening, but doesn't like the base command, shouldn't the base commander know that Oz is currently attacking a bunch of fucking bases?
0: Got to do some exposition that says exactly that.
1: Yeah. And so this is that exposition that, uh, Noin and Zex were talking about this. At the start of the episode, there's a little bit more tossed into this, but this is basically all, yeah, Oz is taking over the bases to release them from alliance control, to release the countries from alliance control. And I'm like, but, like, you literally just had this exposition earlier on in the episode. And it was better exposition because it was two characters talking about how they felt about the situation, as opposed to, this is just literally dialogue over shots from two episodes ago. Yep with the revolt starting to happen.
0: And like I've said before, this is one of my biggest criticisms of Gundam Wing and why I don't think it's good. Uh narrator exposition is pretty common in Gundam as a franchise. Mm-hmm. I just think in Wing, it's always bad and I always just want it done differently. Mm-hmm. And it seems like too little too late often. Or like you said, Noyan and Zex were just talking about this, this episode. Yeah. So Zex gets in the tall Noyan's going to be his wingman.
1: I'm wondering if that was a budget thing of like, well, we can just reuse old footage and have, so we just have to pay the narrator for this next couple of minutes.
0: It could be. I mean, that's a very common Gundam thing to do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, So you might be right. No one's like, I'll try to distract any enemy units. And it's actually like, don't worry, I should be able to outrun them according to the data.
1: All right. This should be pretty difficult, but let's give it a shot. And immediately he is almost thrown. He's he, like shaking back into his chair, like can't handle G-forces.
0: Noin starts commanding the takeover. Zex, despite not being able to handle the G-forces, does get a kill. While talking about how deadly the speed is, he gets a second kill.
1: But he's mostly sitting still for those kills. Like, I think basically he's like, uh, how this fight is going is, I fly somewhere, have to stop, take my shot, fly somewhere else, and I can't handle the flight. Yeah. Like, the suit probably handles just fine. Maybe, like, you know, ultra responsive, but he's like, I cannot handle the speed Of the Verniers.
0: And he's like, I could just go faster and get away. Why am I hesitating?
1: Yeah, I do like his inner turmoil going on through all of this.
0: So Nguyen calls the base. is like, hey, surrender. We don't want to kill you all. And he's like, fuck you. You're attacking me. You should retreat. Fire laser beams. He's like, sir, lifting the sharks. (laughs) They have a bunch of laser turrets. Yep. And Nguyen's like, oh, no. Our information didn't say anything about lasers. Everybody retreat. Everybody, but Nguyen gets shot by lasers.
1: Because Noin once again deploys her missile pod as a distraction, and uh, the lasers target it for some reason.
0: All the other Ares get blown up, though. Luckily, they just shoot around Noin and Zex as they stop to have a nice conversation. Yes.
1: Here. Well, so this is another thing where Zex is like, Noin, order all the units to retreat. I just fucking did. I didn't say fault. Like I literally said retreat. No, withdraw. It's a much better word. It <laughs> has much less negative connotations. We-, we
0: have to talk about our jargon. <laughs> <laughs> PR is important on the battlefield. Morale is essential. Uh, Norn's like we're still in the fight, and Zek's like, ah, uh, no, we need to regroup. They have freaking laser beams. We were not prepared for this. Yep. Let's go where we landed the carriers.
1: Yeah, I do think that conversation is a little weird because, like, she's clearly like we should retreat, and then she watches most of her wing get blown up, and is like, we're still in this fight. What part of like you you under you made the correct tactical decision to retreat? With the uh, laser beams taking out all of your dudes. And now you're like, well, now that all of my dudes are, I guess, now that all of the grunts are dead, I can go take <laughs> on the base.
0: Now they're not weighing me down. I think that's probably a translation slash dub issue, though I cannot say for sure.
1: Probably. It just, it definitely felt like maybe she was hesitant to retreat. And so Zex is coming in to talk her down. But the way it reads is she's like, retreat. Wait, go back in. What? what why?
0: I mean, they could maybe do a siege. I yeah. don't know how what the range on freaking laser beams is.
1: Uh, probably longer than guns.
0: <laughs> probably. Anyways, X is like, wow, man, why am I being a coward, though? I can just one V all of them with my mitologies. I can just ignore the lasers. And sorry, he starts to go in. And Noy's like, hey, didn't you just
1: said we should leave? Yep. And Zex is like, I can't handle it. I've mastered so many mobile suits.
0: The two that exist. I guess there are like five.
1: Yeah, but. Like, I like the idea of, he's like, I've mastered so many mobile suits. Dude, you've been in this thing three minutes.
0: And then he has the, like, shouted moment where he's like, oh, if I keep going, I'll die. Yep. He completely with like the hard Yu Hakusho cat. And some very close, close-ups of his eye through his mask. And he's like, "Ah, oh, this mobile suit can beat any enemy it faces. But it has one weak point. The pilot is a human being.
1: And I do really like that description of why the Tallgeist got scrapped. And they were like, we made the ultimate, you know, we made the ultimate mobile suit. The issue is, it murders all of the pilots who try and pilot it. So, like, nobody can can handle its maneuverability. So its maneuverability is kind of wasted. And I do like when, usually, it's, uh, this is a reason for introducing AI into a setting.
0: Um, spoilers for where Gundam Wing might be going.
1: (laughs) Yes, but that's the classic trope of, like, I made a ship that's impossible for a human to pilot. Well, why not get a robot to pilot? Robots are not made of squishy flesh bags. And so I just, I like that. That's why they scrapped it. They didn't completely destroy it, but they were like, we can't use, nobody can pilot this thing, so we can't use it.
0: Zex coughs up some blood and pulls the thruster back,
1: which makes him go vertical and even more increased rate, or at least at least the same rate. Like, he doesn't decelerate. Like, clearly he decelerates with the thruster, but all that does is make him go straight up, which would honestly be worse on you for g-forces like you would have passed out immediately if you were going to pass out just from the g-forces pushing back the g-forces pushing up or pushing down on you are actually way worse because i've i've read a book that was talking about this with fighter pilots where human bodies can handle g-forces pushing them backwards okay like we can't handle g-forces well at all but like if they're pushing backwards we can handle a lot more than pushing downwards Cause that's where all of the blood starts draining from your head and goes in, like, they say it goes into your feet, but it just starts draining from your head. So that's when you, I, I think that is when you red. No, that's when you black out. You, you, your vision literally starts closing in and you just can't see anything. Uh, doing the opposite is when you red out and that's when the G forces are pushing up. All of the blood rushes into your head and it literally starts seeping into your eyeballs. Little, little fun G force facts from you.
0: Uh, you said this when we were watching it. I agree. I really like the Talgy story. Yeah. Um, of like, oh, it just has these Gs. And it's very like shonen to be like, oh, I have to master this. Yep. Super difficult piece of equipment to ha- hang out with these cool Gundam pilots. Yeah. Cut to Trace's shuttle where he's like, hey, Lady Un, you want to hang out with me? And she's like, where should we blow up next? And Trace takes a nice long sip of red wine. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. Let's just keep winning. And she's like, do you mean we should take over the world?
1: And he's like, eh, why not?
0: <laughs> he's like, yeah, that should work. Then everyone would hate Oz, and we'd become the target of the entire world. And Lady On's like, ooh, when you put it like that. And she's like, he's like, yeah, those who are hated uh, have to stay strong. And that seems like a good motivation. If you're at the top, everybody would be taking swings at you. So yep. we should get up there. So people will start swinging.
1: That way we can get better.
0: Cut the catcher's cool desert tent where the Magnet core are yelling at him for going off with, on his own. Asked how they'd explain it to his father. Like, hey, don't you have confidence in us? And he's like, yeah.
1: Don't you have confidence? Well, I mean, yeah, but like, you couldn't have done anything. It was a Gundam-only fight. (laughs) And you don't meet the requirements. Sorry.
0: Look, we can only animate so many mobile suits.
1: (laughs) This is why you guys constantly get relegated to the background. Already had, like, the three Leos and the five Gundams. And that was already over budget.
0: Anyway, his second command kind of scares them off. And he's like, hey, I'm upset with you, too. Yep. So how was your date? <laughs> it's like, oh, there are five of them. Pretty sure they're all Gundams. The pilots are all kind of violent, but they sure are nice guys. Yep. Like, wh- which battle were you at, Catra?
1: Yeah. Duo's a nice guy. Duo's a
0: sarcastic asshole, and he's
1: the best you got. Yeah. But, I mean, he's, like, Duo's a sarcastic asshole, but see, he seems to be the nice guy sarcastic asshole. True. Troa is a brick. Wufei is a psychopath.
0: Don't forget a sexist, racist psychopath.
1: Yes. Uh, although that specifically didn't show up in their okay, meeting.
0: Not when Catcher was there. Yes. You. I feel like Hero is just a regular psychopath.
1: Yeah. Maybe a sociopath.
0: Kind of, yeah. He had a bad upbringing. He just needs therapy. He needs yeah. help, to be fair. It's not his fault, but it is what he is. Yeah. He's not a nice boy.
1: No, but I mean, he's been trained to be an assassin. Yeah. Like, Catcher at least seems to be like, I was raised to be a soldier kind of thing, as opposed to raised to be an assassin, which... Slightly better. Yeah.
0: I was raised to be a general. <laughs> I was raised to be a rich soldier and have a bunch yeah, of guys you. make tea for me and then send them off to Yeah, they Yeah,
1: I, I was raised to be some kind of commander in an army, so.
0: Anyway, Captain's just like, yeah, I can just tell they're nice. The soul of outer space speaks to me. And she's like, what are you talking about, Willis? And he's like, the soul of outer space. Cut to the circus.
1: Yes. I was trying to make uh, an Elder God reference, but I couldn't remember which... Azathoth? One. I think Azathoth was the one. Yeah, because th- that he would be the soul of outer space because we're all his dream.
0: You know, I'm now trying to integrate Azathoth into some Gundam war and I am frightened by how much sense it is making. <laughs> so anyway, Tro and Wufei are being sulky and quiet near a circus fire. Yep. And Catherine's like, You guys haven't said a word for hours. It's creepy. So I thought I'd come out here in my underwear and see if it provoked any reaction from
1: two teenage boys. Boys.
0: And even that has not, which is some impressive brooding, I gotta say.
1: (laughs) Yes. So she's like, I made soup. Have some circus soup. Also, her shirt looks weird because it looks like one of her ribs is exposed. Because, like, she's got the bust line and then another line under that.
0: Yes. You are correct.
1: I I just, I remember seeing that. I was like, is that how, like, because we can see your midriff, and we can't see your ribs there, so it seems really odd that one of your ribs is exposed right under your boobs.
0: I like Catherine. The animators cannot decide how to draw her shirts, though.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I like the rest of her character design, though. Like, yeah. I like I like gray eyes. I think anyone
0: drawing fan art of her is probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Troy's like, well, now I will talk. I have made coffee. Would you like a coffee, buffet? And he's like, I've got no right to pilot Nataku! And Troy's like, oh, well, okay.
1: Okay, here's here's the <laughs> coffee. I've got no right to pilot Nataku. I don't know what that is, but here's some coffee.
0: I will not use the coffee holder. This guy will grab this coffee cup with my bare hand.
1: Charo's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, he was offering it with his bare hand.
0: True.
1: Also not holding it.
0: But I presume he was trying to be like courteous and be like, here, you can grab the...
1: Yeah, here, you can grab the handle.
0: <laughs> Handles are for women who suck. <laughs> They don't know how to drink coffee good. They can't even make coffee good. (laughs) Cut to the Aries. Being camouflaged in the woods as Zex has made a nice command tent. I guess it's a medical tent.
1: Yeah. It seems very poorly camouflaged. Like, they have some nets with bushes over, like, 30% of the shoulders, and that's about it. And I'm like, honestly, a green cloth, like just a camo cloth, would go way farther.
0: So Zex's pulse is stabilized, but he still has irregularities in his (laughs) circulatory system.
1: He's got a bandage across most of his (laughs) chest, and he's sweating. But that's the show he's injured. Yes.
0: So Nguyen's like, so what happened? He's like, oh, I underestimated the tall yeast. It completely ignores the pilot's safety, except for this tri-harness that it lets you put on. But I kind of think that's a joke, because they put it in there to (laughs) injure you more, just so you could break your ribs, too.
1: Yeah, and so this is more of the explanation of the audacious design of, like, today's advanced equipment, they decided to specialize, but this was literally, we crammed in everything that we could. And it turned out that was not a good idea because normal people can't handle that much shit.
0: It makes it possible for just one suit to achieve victory all on its own, but I'm too much of a coward to use it. The more I tried, the worse it got, and I'm doubting my own abilities.
1: While I do understand this, the big thing that I took away from his whole thing with the Geese was that he just can't handle the mobility of it. And he speaks about, like, oh, yeah, it's got all of these systems that it can win a war by itself. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah, it's fast, but, like, you were having one issue with it. You, it wasn't like you were having trouble shooting the gun or anything like that. Like, you were just having trouble commanding the mobility. And you were like, I couldn't contain any of its abilities.
0: He goes on to say that it's not like a suit for battle or for fighting wars. It's like a suit for dueling. You have to, like, be willing to die to achieve victory.
1: And, of course, Otto hears this.
0: Otto who is in a different medical tent, presumably, has stumbled out here to listen in on Noin and Zek's private time conversation. Yep. And Zek's like, I gotta get back to the St. Kingdom. And is like, uh, no. You stay in that bed, mister. You need some rest. Zek's like, but I gotta. And she's like, fine, but no tall geese. He's like, like,
1: Noin, it has to be the tall geese. I'm the only one who can do it.
0: Have you not seen the opening sequence? I'm definitely in the tall geese in that. We can't sell toys of a mobile suit I don't use. (laughs) Yes. Plus, I bet the Gundams are like that.
1: And so this leads, because he's like, I'm sure the Gundams are like that. This leads Otto to believe, oh, that must be what the Gundam pilots are doing. They're looking for a good place to die.
0: Yeah, which I think is pretty decent insight.
1: A little bit, but like the Tallgeese is definitely more of, no, you're going to die right now using the thing. And the Gundams, like we were talking about it earlier, where I think like the Gundams operate at, say, 80% of the Tallgeese's maximum output. So and they have more safety features. Saying,
0: they have twenty years of safety feature development to add on.
1: Yeah. So they're actually the pilots are actually able to handle it at eighty percent of the Tulgeese's maximum output versus a regular person is only able to handle sixty percent of the Tulgeese's output. Or something like I'm just throwing out numbers there, yeah. but something along that line of yes, technically the Tulgeese is actually a better or a better mobile suit than the Gundams. Although this is my question of is the tall geese made out of Gundanium or not?
0: I'm pretty sure it isn't. This is a question I can answer, though, so I will go ahead and look that up. I'm pretty sure it's made of some sort of new titanium made-up alloy that Mm -hmm. is weaker than Gundanium.
1: But yeah, so while the Tallgeist is technically a better mobile suit, nobody can use it to its full effectiveness, so it ends up not being a better mobile suit. Titanium
0: alloy, according to this in the anime, and then in the novel and manga, it was
1: changed to be made of Gundanium. Okay.
0: But in... This continuity, it is made of titanium alloy.
1: Which (laughs) is bullshit for what it does next, but sure.
0: (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure is also what the Leos are made of.
1: So you are right. I don't care if the the Leos aren't made of titanium alloy or they're made of a slightly different titanium alloy. There's no way titanium alloy can survive what it does next. So Otto decides that the Talgis is for suicide missions. And since he's injured, he's like... Uh, Well, I can run a suicide mission to destroy the base for Lieutenant Zex. Then he headbutts the control console to get it open.
0: And he salutes the medical tent and takes off in the tall geese.
1: Like a wisp.
0: So they call Noin and tell her. And Zex overhears is like, what?
1: I mean, to me, like, obviously it could have been farther away. But it looked like the tall geese was, like, within 300 feet of the (laughs) command tent. Like, you think you would have heard that thing taking off.
0: Yeah. So Zex is like, return immediately. And I was like, nah, I can take over the same kingdom for you. I know. I test piloted it. And Zex is like, you will die. He's like, I don't care. People love dying in this show.
1: Yep, yeah, I'll be honored to give my life for you. And I just really want Zex to be like, no, you idiot. Then we'll lose the suit. <laughs> he's
0: like, I want to do it for you, Zex, not for Oz. Okay, save the suit for me, not Oz. Uh, anyway, he's like, hey, I will get victory in exchange for my life. And uh, Zex is like, no, come back, damn it. Even as he cuts communications. Cut to Alina, who somehow got in a hotel
1: room? I think it's a hotel. Uh, that looks like a hotel room. Like, there's two weird chairs. It's very empty. Could be like, a, you know, a suite.
0: No resolution to the how
1: her conversation with Hero and Duo went. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it just it ended right after that. Hero threw a smoke bomb down and just left.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's very bad down that way. And she tells her dead father's picture, like, oh, I can't believe I came out here chasing a boy, but I need his support to get over your death. So...
1: Yes. But she's like, but he keeps running away from me.
0: Then there's an explosion so big it knocks her down through glass. does not hurt the glass in any way.
1: The way I read this, it was not that the explosion was so big she knocked it, she it knocked startled. her down. She was startled by the flash and fell over.
0: That makes sense.
1: Because it doesn't destroy the glass at all. Like, if it that's had true. blown out the glass, that's a concussive wave. But I could easily see, you know, a flashbang going off outside a window. Make somebody jump to the floor.
0: Oh, and she's like, Hero, are you blowing up that base? But no duo is. Cut to conspicuously familiar footage.
1: Yep, this is duo attacking Leos at the previous base, the previous alliance base that all the Gundams were at. Only this time with a darker background.
0: You might be right. I think it's actually from uh, when Hero and he attacked that one base. It could be. A couple episodes ago. This is definitely
1: the transformation sequence with just with a different background and a slightly more green tint to the freedom. I keep wanting to call it the freedom. uh, Uh, The wing. That's
0: up there. The shot of the wing shooting its Buster rifle at some Leos is definitely from that earlier military base. Yep. And here is like, ah, oh, good—a giant ca- cylinder made of explosives. I blow that up.
1: Thank God they put the thank God they put the fuel repository in the middle of the base and then left it exposed to the air. Mission accomplished. As he watches the explosion slowly, there it goes.
0: Cut to the Saint Kingdom, where apparently the Alliance has some Ares to throw in the way.
1: But- yeah, this really confused me because I was like, I thought. I thought only Oz had access to Ares. Like, that was one of the major advantages they had, was that the fact that they have access to more advanced mobile suits like the Ares, so that they have air superiority.
0: I know, the Talgees blows him up, and Zex chases it in a helicopter. It's like, ah, oh, if only I was better at piloting the Talgees, this wouldn't have happened. And they're like, use our lasers, shoot down the Talgees. A- one of
1: the lasers fires straight up for some reason.
0: But apparently the armor on the tall geese is so good that he can just take laser fire. Which, to be fair, I think Zex did earlier.
1: Too. Yeah. He also, he calls out uh, Zex Bonsai. Yes. Uh, which, this is translated as Long Live King Zex, uh, which is not quite correct.
0: No, but Bonsai is one of those things that's it yeah, translates. So,
1: But the fact that he's doing this while doing a suicide bomb definitely, to me, reads more of that's what the Japanese pilots were screaming. Yeah when they were bombing Pearl Harbor. But yeah, so he suicide bombs into the base, completely destroying it.
0: Yes, except for it will still be there.
1: Yeah, like, that's one of the problems with the explosions in this, of, like, there was literally a fire explosion that created a circle, I, I don't know, a mile in diameter. The tall is totally fine, so.
0: It's on fire, but that's not seem to be an impediment to it.
1: Yeah, because it's completely pristine, so it's like, I honestly didn't read that as, it's on fire, as like, some part of the base is on it that's on fire. Fair. Like, oh, some fuel got on me and it's still burning.
0: So Zex walks into what is presumably the burnt tank kingdom palace and goes up to a picture of his dad that's still there. Mm-hmm. It takes off his helmet. We see his luscious long hair and his pretty face. And he's like, ah, oh, it took me 13 years to get back here.
1: There's been so much bloodshed. Honestly, that picture of his dad looks like he'd be okay with it. Like, he's currently standing in front of a bonfire, so.
0: but he's like, and I've only been able to live a life that runs completely counter to your entire life philosophy.
1: Yeah. Your pacifist teachings, like, dude, he's literally standing in front of a burning city.
0: Ah, that was just for artistic effect. (laughs) What he's burning is war. Those are tanks behind.
1: Okay.
0: He's like, anyway, I'm completely unfit to head the Peacecraft Monarchy. Oh, yeah, I have a relative that I made Trey save. This is an awful picture of her when she was young.
1: It's the Ringu child.
0: Ringu can probably head this country as you intended.
1: Her smile is so weird. I think it's mostly because it's almost a perfect isosceles triangle, just with the corners slightly rounded, and it it looks super creepy.
0: It does. So Zex bows to the portrait of his dad. He's like, sorry, I failed you, but I will fight to make sure Relina can do it. And he grabs his helmet. Cut back to blown up military base the next day at school. Bunch of kids are like, oh, that's scary. Rolina drives up again.
1: She calls out Hero, who is right behind her, which like how did she not see him? Um, uh, trees. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that.
0: I do like the was like, yo, what's up? And was like, God damn it, she would not have seen me
1: <laughs> if you hadn't said anything.
0: It was like, anyway, we gotta go to class. Bye. I don't know why you came at the start of the school day. We're not playing basketball now.
1: Yep. And so Ralina's like, let me stay by you a little longer. And then immediately turns away. <laughs> Cut to yep her a awful s- smile. Awful. Awful creepy picture. And
0: that's where we end the episode. Why did they keep this picture? They were rich, surely they could have.
1: I yeah, surely they could have afforded other pictures. Like, dear God. So what did you think of the episode, Kevin? Like I said, I really like the explanation of the Tulgeese, so that's something that I'm really enjoying. I say strangely enough and that I thought about it. It's not actually that strange. I'm getting more and more attached to the main character, Zex and Noin.
0: <laughs> yeah, like his fight to liberate this pacifist country. Yep. Ironically, having to use warfare while well, his girlfriend is like, "Ah, oh, are you sure your your friend Trays isn't like just trying to take over the world?" It's like, he would never try to take <laughs> yeah. over the world. <laughs> it's got so we don't take over the uh, world, Trace. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure.
1: That seems the logical next step. And then, like you said, we check in with most of the other Gundam pilots. Really, the only two doing things are Hero and Duo.
0: Yeah, who mostly just awkwardly cut up the episode with their action scene in the middle of an action scene. Yep. The pacing on it's really odd. It feels like they just didn't know how to write Hero and Duo out of that scene where Rolina corners them. So they were like... So they just (laughs) cut. cut.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like there was a lot of hard cuts of like, so how do we get to the next scene? Transitions are for suckers! Anything else you want to say on it? Nope.
0: All right, do you want to nominate in Mobile Suit for our list?
1: Yeah, sure, why not? So I guess I'll finally put the Death Scythe.
0: Okay. We We haven't ranked any in a long time, so...
1: I feel... Uh, Coming up very quickly, it's going to be, would you like to rank a mobile suit? No, I've run out of them.
0: (laughs) Uh, You got a pretty fair number still, and there will be more. Trust me. Got to sell them toys.
1: Yes. Just right now, uh, there's not that many.
0: No. There are things like the Aries and the Pisces. and When was the last time we saw a Pisces? Isn't it the Cancer? There's the Cancer and the Pisces. Oh, I was
1: in where there were two underwater ones. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Because why would you need two underwater ones? Yeah. And the Targus, do you even know which one that is?
1: Is that the one with the two cannons it that is. looks kind of like a bull? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I actually kind of like that as like a, it looks like more of a, like a mobile artillery turret. I a,
0: quite like artillery mobile suits for the yeah. most
1: part. Yeah, like I actually kind of like that one. The Leos, okay, it looks like, you know, this is our box standard mobile suit and I, it's fine.
0: Yeah. All right. So that will do it. If you're listening to this on Patreon, thank you very much. If not, www.patreon.com slash Podcasts. You can get these episodes as soon as we record them, which is about once a month. All right, Kevin, what's a Gundam? I have no idea. I'll try again next week.